here. Episode 88, I want to say Nemanja Bialica? Yes, that's correct. There's actually several players. He's currently wearing that number in Sacramento, and he wore it before. So there are several other players who wore that number, though. Called it. One of them is my favorite, like one of my favorite players of all time. Clue me. So Nicholas Batum wore it in Portland. That's not a clue. Just tell me who it is. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> he, he's not the guy I'm talking about, though. Got it. Uh, this player famously remarked when asked, why do you shoot so many threes? Because there are no fours. <sighs> wow. That's a guy gunning for my heart. I don't even know who that is. That's a good quote. This guy used to hit him with the shimmy before Steph Curry. Oh, boy. Shimmy. Why do you shoot so many threes? Because there are no fours. Shimmy. Don't you dare pull out your phone. I'm not. No, oh, I got. I definitely do not know. <laughs> I, I can do this. Okay. Jay is the one that's very good at these. Shimmy. God damn it. Jay, why you think I'll sing some background music? <clears throat> good idea. That'll inspire me. Uh, I'm gonna ride my he, horse. He only. The old town road. He only wore this this number from one season. Rashid Wallace. Oh no, that that was a good guess, but no. Ooh, wow. I wish it was Rasheed Wallace. It that was awesome. It's, it's Antoine Walker. Ah, Antoine Walker. You should know that. Why do you shoot so many threes? Because there are no fours. That's something that could only come from the mind of Antoine Walker. Um, he normally wore he normally wore number eight for one season in 2005. It's crazy. Um, he was he, for, like he was such a high volume shooter. And he was such a terrible shooter. Like, statistically... Yeah, he shot 33% from three for his career. 33%? 32.5. I'm rounding up. I'm giving him the BOTV. <laughs> he, he was a... I mean, but did not see a shot no. that he did not like. No, no. I mean, overall, he shot 41.4% from the floor. <laughs> Look, so, he Chicago's own. I love him. He was a terrible terrible shooter and despite that he continued to just let it rain dude the funny thing is is like okay like that was like i mean he he was a he was like scoring like 20 points a game like right around the time that i was getting really into the nba like fourth fifth sixth. right same here and i remember uh everybody like my friends and everybody just being like dude he's so good and i'm like looking at his numbers and i'm like this motherfucker was so inefficient so <laughs> i'm so like bad. this guy this guy scored 22 points a game while shooting 39 percent from the floor he was shooting 21 shots a game it was he was shooting 21 shots a game to score 22.1 points that was it's, it's crazy it's crazy to think that like the period that we got into the nba is Arguably one of the darkest periods of basketball. It's it is yeah. the darkest period. It's, of so it's it's like it's like that and like the seventies, like the cocaine infused seventies. Like those are the two worst periods. Yeah, of but basketball. with those, there were some wild rides. Sure, so. and like some crazy fights. But good lord, like that early two thousands basketball. When you look back on it, it's just like oh, it's like so much clutter in the paint, like mm-hmm. terrible shooting, just awful, no spacing, just terrible terrible basketball no like marketable like real stars like there was a period there where like the best player in the nba was i guess tim duncan like just dark dark days jason kidd won mvp a lot of chuckers so many steve nash won two mvps 
Yeah. Yeah, but that was towards the latter portion of that that decade where it was just like, okay, things are starting to look like he was. That was like seven seconds or less, and it's like, oh, this is good fun basketball. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was oh, that was a dark period. Like it's I funny. Remember, did you guys see that thing? Like this season, the seven second or less uh, Suns would be dead last in pace. It's crazy. It's, it's wild. Crazy. It's crazy. The thing, I mean, the thing is though, like the the time that like that era was just so influenced by streetball and one oh, mixtapes. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. You know, hot sauce. Skip to my Lou. The professor. Just, mm. Yeah, I mean, I remember like being on the playground at recess and being like, dude, like trying to do like the slip and slide and stuff. Like it was, I mean, it was wild. It was a wild time for basketball. I remember my dad hated it. Hated it. <laughs> Again, it was, darkest, darkest period in NBA history. Yeah. Uh, just I think that's one. why, uh, does your dad still like basketball, Ted? He still watches it. He doesn't, he watches the playoffs. Um, yeah. He doesn't, I mean, my dad's not a, my dad follows professional football and uh, the Blackhawks occasionally, but that's about it. Okay. Because our dad used to pay attention to basketball, but not, he, after the 2000s, he could give a fuck. Yeah. My dad's a big, uh, he's a Hawkeyes guy. Yeah. Just like me. So. Mm, Okay. um, All right. Well, welcome back, y'all. This is episode 88 of NBA. Oh, also uh, Christian Iyenga and Alexi (laughs) Schiff. Both wore those um, numbers. That one I, I, I opened with. Just needed to say, Alexi Schwed, uh Russian point guard, and Christian Ayanga. <sighs> Should have opened with Alexi Schwed. Probably uh, uh, Jason Concepcion was asked, like, he was on the Low Post podcast, and Zach Lowe was like, over these last 10 years of Knicks basketball, who's like your low-key, I know this guy sucks, but I love him, like ride or die? He was like, Alexi's feet, no, like no question. <laughs> just like was like my ride or die. I fucking love this guy. I don't care how terrible he is. Like if we're gonna be terrible, at least I'm gonna go down swinging. With who would that be for you guys? Oh boy, for my respective team. Like, see, for the Bulls, like my ride or die. I know this guy sucks, but I don't care. I know mine for Orlando. Go, Shoot. Von Von Wafer. <laughs> you remember that motherfucker? I love Von that Wafer. guy. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else we got. My ride or die, like, we suck. I'm trying to think if I should pick somebody from, like, this recent tank or, like, the pre-Derek Rose area. I think that one's a little bit longer. Um, Boy. I think from that period of time, from, like, the we suck leading up to Derek Rose, Andres Nocioni was my be, fucking dude. Gotta oh. be him or John Salmon. That was – oh, and John Salmon dude. man, dude. I remember – John Salmon, I thank him very much because he was the first player to, without actually telling me, let me know what a contract season really is. Yeah, he defined contract season. That motherfucker would average like almost 30 <laughs> points a game with like 12 assists on a contract year. Next year, 10 and 2. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he's driving he, he the, the contract year. Yeah, also Jalen Rose, I guess. Like Jalen Rose's period with the Bulls was – short but also like he was really fucking good when he was he here. was he was great he was he great was so and good. Jalen Rose was actually a really good NBA player he was a really good NBA player I mean, he, he was, was a really good NBA player. player never an all-star but a good NBA player for sure he yeah, averaged like 20 points for his career I mean like if you take away like you know the the like early and then like twilight years like right. I always like to sandwich guys' careers down and so I like to take away like usually like three or four years because like it's like, okay, what were they doing past their prime? Like, does, that doesn't right. – like, let's not factor that into, like, what their career averages were. Yeah. Right. Um, I was going to say Tyson Chandler is another one. 
I love that yeah. guy. Tyson oh, Chandler was solid. Dude, Eddie, Brand. Eddie Brand. Curry. Oh man, Ugh, Eddie Curry. Robinson. <laughs> ben Ben Gordon. Ron Mercer. <laughs> oh man, Yo. dude, I remember I remember Yo. getting a Ron a Ron Mercer rookie card. Like, that guy was gonna be so wow. good. Those were Ron those those were, those were dark days. Like the the Ron Mercer, Eddie Robinson, Jamal Crawford era Bulls. Ugh. Didn't you have Ron Artest at that time too? We did. We drafted yeah, Ron Artest and Jamal Crawford in the same draft. 97. Oh, wow. That's right. Oh god, man. It was so that was a that was a dark dark period. We were so and like Ron Artest and Jamal Crawford both very promising players. I witnessed yeah. Jamal Crawford drop 55 as a bull against the Nets. Uh and, and speaking it was just, up. Whoa, speaking hey, of, he had 51, 51 last night. Last night. He oh, broke man. He broke Jordan's record. Crazy. Yeah. It was one of those days where, like, him, Dirk, and Wade were just, like, getting fed. Like, if it, I could it, turn was, it was literally – it was Thanksgiving dinner-esque. Like, I know I can't eat any more stuffing, but I'm going to do it anyways because this is my last hurrah type shit. Like, just here's another turkey leg, you fat fuck. Just enjoy it. You've already you, unbuckled your belt. You've unbuckled it. your pants. You've that's unzipped it. them, but somehow they're it, still it, tight, and you're enough, gonna eat more. Just enough room. Just if enough. You're a fan of Friends, you have now put on your pregnancy pants. That's it. Yes. That's it. You've got it's the expandable right. waistband, and we're just gonna keep feeding you. Um, <laughs> all right, y'all. This is NBA episode 88, the podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit, but mostly we just talk a lot of shit. And per usual, we're off to we're off to a, a fantastic start. It's the end of the NBA season. Thank God. This was a it, March was rough. <laughs> it was rough. Like I'm, I, I've always been a person to say no. Don't cut the NBA season short. I disagree. I'm ready to say fuck March. Let's just cut the season in February. Let's just start, let's get the fucking playoffs started. Like the last month of basketball with now these teams like tanking in a very calculated way, or even like Denver was like kind of sort of throwing games to get matchups that they wanted. Like it's uh yeah, March is just a fucking wash. And until yeah. yesterday I was so ready for the NBA season to be over. And I thought today that all we were going to do was talk about superlatives and we will, but first, <laughs> Holy fuck. But wait, it was fun last night. Oh my God, so much shit happened in the NBA last night. We oh have God. to start this by talking is, about Magic this is Johnson. The plot for Hangover Four, dude. It's just all of the NBA. So much happened last night. For the listeners, if you are you, you must be under a rock if you're not aware. Magic Johnson called an impromptu tel- uh, a conference, called all the media members. Nobody knew what it was about, and he blabbered on for forty-five minutes. And then resigned and stepped down as the president of the Los Angeles Lakers. Mind you, when he was asked, hey, guys, uh, hey, Magic, have you had a chance to talk to Jeannie? He said, and I quote, I got to be honest, I'm kind of afraid to talk to her. So, no, I haven't. This is the best way to do it. Um, Just did you guys watch his press conference at all? No, I saw yeah. a couple clips, but I was there's no way in hell I was going to watch him ramble. I would love Nikki. I would love since you're actually in L.A., what was the reaction today? Like, what was the what was the vibe like in the greater Los Angeles area? So here's what's fu- pretty funny. Uh, yesterday, I was at work. We're about to finish up. We're closing a little bit. I got one customer in line, and one of my banker from all the way the other side of the building just stands up and goes, Nikki, Magic Johnson just quit. What the fuck? <laughs> and then the person in line just goes, oh are you fucking God. kidding me? 
wow neither one of them were bad <sighs> just like really wow i was I, like i was in the middle of watching bullshit and i just kept it was like nothing happened that's crazy like, no no more reactions for the rest it was just that was the only reaction and nobody else talked like, just, he, whoa yeah he he talked he just talked like he didn't even get to the point of the press was, conference until the end. So like, he was just weird. talking. He was, he talking. He was like, crying and laughing and like got he got serious. He was rambling. He it, kept talking about how he want he was so happy to be able to tweet again. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know what I don't know what the fuck I witnessed. Just the most the most bizarre thing that I've ever that I've ever seen. I I, I truly I honestly and truly believe that he uh, started there and he got that job and he thought, well, this uh, this would just be my title. I'm just going to have everybody – like everybody else is basically going to do my job for I me. I completely agree. And then it was like, no, you have to do your job. And he was like, I'm completely in over my head. Oh, he had no idea what he was getting himself into. This is, this is the fucking guy. You hired the guy to run your team, the guy who tweets – Dodgers fans, once our pitching and hitting gets better, we're going to start winning more games. That is a legit tweet yeah. from Magic Johnson from like 2013. I'm not joking. Like, it's, this it's guy crazy. is well, – I hey, mean, get, get ready. He's going to be tweeting some more beautiful <laughs> stuff like that again. Dude, like here's the thing. It'll be so much fun. This is, this is part of the problem that the Lakers have. I think a lot of what – like a couple years ago when they when Jeannie Buss fired – her brother and Mitch Kupchak, it was like, okay, cool. The Lakers are finally making good decisions, like making good decisions for the business. And then they go out and they hire the most famous player in Lakers history to be their president. And then they hire arguably the second most famous player in Lakers history, um, his agent to be the GM. Now here's the thing about Rob Palinka. Rob Palinka, great agent. Here's the issue. Rob Palinka always got his contract, which means he had terrible relationships with every other general manager in the NBA. Guess who you have to work with when you're making trades in the NBA? Every other general manager in the NBA. They just they made so many bad personnel decisions. Like I built Bill Simmons tweeted this out last night, and like it was in jest, but also totally possible. Do not be surprised if Jeannie Buss hires Kobe Bryant to be the new basketball president of operations. Do not be surprised. It's just it, the organization yeah. is totally fucked. It's did totally fucked. What, did you see what uh, Colin Coward said about that? Mm-mm. He said, oh, uh, "Christ, I try not to listen to him as much as I possibly." <laughs> well, Sorry, I, go ahead. I'm gonna say it. You guys think? I mean, it's not terrible. He said the Los Angeles Lakers have become Mike Tyson later in his career. They no longer work on their jab. They're just big haymakers, knockout swings, a lot of whiffs, not very efficient, looking for the big knockout, but they're sloppy. They're not doing their homework. It's true, man. How heard? I tweeted. I tweeted last night. I was like, "The Lakers are the Knicks. The Lakers are the new Knicks. They're just an embarrassment as an organization. Everything that they do, like shits leaking out of there. That the entire organization is a shit show." And to Tad's point, like Magic Johnson took that job assuming that he was just gonna like kill it because he's Magic Johnson yeah. and had no realistic expectation of what was expected of him as the president of basketball operations. Like yeah. that man was not, he wasn't scouting. He wasn't going to meetings that he was they didn't have a shooting to. coach. It's crazy. 
It's crazy. Also, I like how much cocaine does Rob Polinka do? <laughs> like all the cocaine. Half as much as the new Jets coach. Adam Gase. Sure. Yes. Uh, former, yeah, that, former, that former Bears. Yeah, that, that shit was fucking nuts. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. The Polinka hiring is weird. Like, and also Everybody thought that Luke Walton and the entire coaching staff was going to get fired yesterday. That's what we all expected Matt Johnson to say. And instead he's yeah. like, eh, pump fake. Uh, didn't he and also then, say, like, I'm supposed to tell someone their uh, career's over or some shit? Like dude, he, <laughs> he was, was like, like, I just, it's like, I don't want to have to drastically impact somebody's life like that. Their livelihood. It's like, bro, you own multiple businesses. You've never yeah. fired anybody? Get the fuck out of here. The, yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, I want to talk about this real quick. As an Orlando fan, I got a, a personal vendetta against the Lakers for a number of reasons. But this particular season, it's one thing. Kyle Kuzma said in an interview, I would rather be talked about in L.A. for, like, being bad or something. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Then play in Orlando and not be talked about at all. <laughs> Joke's on you, motherfucker. We made the playoffs and you fucking suck. <laughs> I can't say shit. I gotta give Tad his 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 pedestal. Yeah, way to go! Here's your podium, buddy. I'm watching him play right now. Uh, well, I think the game's over, but I was watching him play for a while. And uh, <laughs> dude, I, it's exciting. Uh, I have it has been a dismal several years. Uh, the last time we made the playoffs was like was 2012. Oh. Right? Is that right? Or it might have been a season after. But oh. I, I, you know, I digress. No, I think it was it's, been, it's been long enough that I barely remember. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's exciting. Fuck you, Kyle Kuzma. Suck my dick. And I have to dress up like a magician. So you do. I am not pumped. Uh, luckily, the weather is not cooperating this week in Chicago. So I guess you have to wait. I'm also um, I'm out of town this weekend. So you're uh, no, no, no. We'll just say we're in you a couple days. We'll find, right? we'll find a perfect time. Um, here's the big question, just out of curiosity. So, like, who do you think should step in? Um, just and this is I didn't put this on the rundown. So if you don't have somebody prepared, no problem. But is there somebody you think you think should step in um, for Magic Johnson, or that the Lakers should go out and hire Stan Van Gundy? Hmm. Man, we're just giving Stan Van Gundy. All I would hire Stan job. Van Gundy. I would literally Ooh. hire him for better hire question. Him? Better question. These three jobs, which one do you think – which one do you, would you prefer to take? Lakers, Wizards, T-Wolves. Given the opportunity, you've got those three organizations that are looking for a front office leader. Which job do you take? Honestly, probably Timberwolves. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a, they're still young. You can you could probably move a couple pieces. I personally, you probably you don't have as much pressure to win. Like no, and you do not. and no. you well, also like you also don't have meddling ownership. Like I mean, you do. Like every team has meddling yeah. ownership. I like, actually, it's not fucking toxic like the Lakers and God knows what the fuck they're doing in DC. Well, and we didn't talk about Ernie Grunfeld getting let go last year, but like. Me personally, I'm taking that Washington job. Ernie Grunfeld was terrible at his job for six years. I was just about to say when you <laughs> mentioned, I, I, I th- the reason I said I didn't want that job was because I thought about like what I don't know what they're doing there, but also they don't know what they're doing, so they'll yeah. keep I'll be like. Yeah, talk about me. talk about John Security, dude. I got a plan. Got that job at least for ten yeah, years. You've been, you've been oh, telling yeah. me you've had a plan for ten years. It's, yeah, but this yeah, is the year. This is it. Yeah. 
This is yeah. it. Like, and also all the, you have to set up all the dominoes before right. they all fall over if, and make something cool. If you're the GM in Washington and you get one 50 win season out of a 10 year period, you're the greatest general manager in Washington Wizards history. One Hell 50 yeah. win season. They've never had a, a, a 50 win season. You I think all you, I think all you have to do is like win a play. Have they ever won a playoff series? Oh yeah, they went to the conference semis against the Celtics a couple years ago. I yeah, and I remember steps, when they. But were, I, you know what? In, in all honesty, I don't remember Dick about the Wizards. So like, arguably the best season in Wizards history. You remember when LeBron James whispered into Steve Francis Francis's ear uh, when he was shooting the free throws to win the game? And they were like, well, you said it. He's like, I just went. I was like, hey, you missed us. You going home. And then they did. And Because he, he missed them. He missed them both, I think. Oh, boy. Um, this has to be the worst season in Lakers history. It has to be. Yeah, probably. I mean, probably. I, definitely the most embarrassing season. Like, as a Laker, like, this is the most embarrassing. They, they are no longer. Like, they are the second-tier team in L.A. still. Yep. Blake Griffin is gone. Chris Paul is gone. And they are still like the no, second. Tobias Harris like, is gone. Well, I'm just saying like when you look at like there are a lot of free agents that are out there this summer. But I would be willing. I'd be willing to bet that Kawhi chooses the Clippers over the Lakers fast. Mm-hmm. Real fast. I, yeah. I guarantee you that Kawhi, you Kawhi is probably a lifetime Raptor no from chance. now on. You don't think he's going to stay? I think he's going to stay. Le- okay, he so here, go? here's another like hypothetical. Lakers? He's going, he's going to go play for the Clippers. I like that. He's going to, he's going to go I play for the Clippers. I against it. What, what gives you the confidence that he's going to stay in Toronto? There's Nothing, no connection I have, there. I don't give him the like confidence 40 games to do anything. Oh, what's it? Oh, there's nowhere else to go. I mean, other than the Clippers. The Clippers. He's but, I'm, the Clippers. but, like, I, I'm saying, though, other than the Clippers, there's nowhere else to go. He's going to go to Chicago. I'll tell you where, you know, he would actually fit in really well is in Portland. But I don't know that they have the cap space to sign it. They, they, do, not. they do not. I was I mean, going to make a joke and say Orlando, but I was like, all right, I'm going to be serious. So <laughs> I really do think he'd fit well in Portland. I heard this question this morning on uh, when I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast. Of these four players, who do you think is – oh, no, this is on the starters, actually. It doesn't matter. Of these four players, who do you think will be in the same jersey that they're wearing this season, next season? Kyrie, KD, Jimmy Butler, or Kawhi? Kyrie. You think Kyrie's staying? Yeah. I was gonna say Jimmy. Did you see what Kyrie said today? I saw like a quick. Uh, like, it was. He, like he a, was. He was just like. He was like. Yeah. There's a lot of bullshit. Like personally and professionally and like all this stuff. And he's like, I want to be clear. I'm talking about myself and not the organization. Yeah. Um. He had a lot of bring the guy back. He had a lot of praise. He had a lot of praise for Danny Ainge. Dude, do you want to bring the guy back? Yeah, I would. I mean, they're. They look kind of lost. I mean, you kind of need a guy like that. Do you? He's part of the reason. I don't know. I'd rather he's, have Kyrie. He is part of the chaos that is the Celtics this season. Like really he's know. he is the shit stirrer. Like he literally is. He is the one who stirs up all the bullshit. He calls out Brad Stevens for out of bounds plays. Like he's calling out the younger players. He's saying that that we need more veterans when they have veterans on the team. Like yeah. he stirs shit up the whole season. Fine, yeah. that's 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 totally valid. But like you don't think that like Celtics ownership is gonna tell them. Not like I mean they're gonna say resign Kyrie. I mean, well, and also like Anthony Davis is one hundred percent not gonna be a Pelican next year. So like the Celtics still have yeah. the best chance of getting him. Yeah, um, they definitely do. He's like, not going to L.A. He's no, not. not anymore. That no, that ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. Like Rich Paul, as, Paul his said, on, as his T-shirt said, "That's all, folks." No, that was dope. Actually, as, <laughs> was dope. if he like honestly, okay, here's my thing. 
if I'm Anthony Davis, I sign in LA. Now I want to talk about, I want to, I want to tell you why I sign in LA because I would rather make hundreds of millions of dollars and not win a damn thing in LA than live in fucking Boston. That's just me. I'm just saying, sorry yeah. to anybody. Sorry to anybody also, who listens. From but Boston, also, but I do not, I do. I don't care for Boston. I don't like the cold. Well, but also, None of these guys really live where they play. Every one of the NBA players lives in and around Los Angeles in the offseason. That they just all do. Which I, I, no, I, I, I get that, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you know, legit this offseason, I'm about to get my Tatiana on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let's talk about some retirement uh, going out parties last night because uh, Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki both kind of had their last and two nights um yeah yeah i guess and tonight too but like last night Dwayne wade and dirk davisky both respectively played their last home games of their nba careers um wasn't sure if dirk was actually retiring until he announced it at the end of the game like i even tweeted i was just like everybody's talking about dirk's last game does he know that he retired because he's like he hadn't said it yet um Dwayne wade was like very clearly uh retiring both players end up finishing with 30 points both in w's um question number one is which game was more memorable to you guys? Like, which which one is going to like burn and etch in your memory? Dirk, for me, uh, mainly because I mean he fucking started off the game, scored the first ten points for him, <laughs> and he dunked. Like, I didn't he know he could it. dump anymore. Like, Luca um, lost his mind. Also, in the fourth quarter, he started crying, which I was just like, oh, he's retiring tonight. Yeah, he's retiring. Oh, here! T- I mean, he cried tonight during war. Uh, I saw that when the, the Spurs played like their um the 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 video, the tribute video. Oh, I what I didn't see that shit. I have yeah. to watch that. It's all over Instagram. Yeah, he started crying. It's pretty cool. Um, the Dwayne Wade one was cool until he tried to jump on the scorers table and <laughs> he timed it. <laughs> he fucking and fell. He fell so hard. Did you see that, Ted? I did. Yeah, I saw he. What he fell uh, on. Um, Oh, and he fell on John Legend. On John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. Yeah, I was like, why can't oh, who that was? I wasn't yeah, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. That's why Matt sent that to us today. It was just fucking John. Um, hilarious. He, uh, to me, it was Dwayne Wade, but that's just because Dwayne, the way Dwayne Wade plays is more entertaining. It is. And he I mean, dominated it, that game. He like, dominated. Just he absolutely dominated. Really, he absolutely dominated. Um, I also, Dwayne Wade has, has been one of my favorite. He's like one of my top five favorite players of all time. He has been for a long time. I loved him when he was at Marquette. Um, so, I mean, it's just, it is Dwayne Wade. I like the Dirk thing is also sad just cause like Dirk has just been around for so fucking long. Yeah, it's also wild that these, it's also wild that these guys are kind of going out at the same time. Cause like they have this like weird rivalry, right? Yeah. Like yeah. this rivalry that like shouldn't exist, but because they met twice in the finals and Dwayne Wade, for whatever reason, like mocked Dirk for being sick and, uh, Dirk, I, I Dirk like has tweeted and deleted tweets about like the the '06 finals from like being basically being like the refs gave you that shit. So it's it's, it's just it's interesting that they're retiring at the same time because they do have this sort of weird rivalry. Um, I love both players, but like I mean, to me, it's Dwayne Wade just because he. I mean, he's straight up. I was that was that was 2005 Dwayne Wade. That was 2006 Dwayne Wade that we yeah. saw last night. Yeah. Even Obama said, he's like, you probably could play another season, but like kudos to you for like just throwing in your hat and, and calling yeah. it a career. Um, and that's so, beautiful, but it's still Dirk because as we've already established, I'm a low rent Mark Cuban and I love <laughs> me a big European who can shoot some threes. This is true. Um, so Tad, you brought up like top five players. Where does D Wade rank all time in your uh, shooting guard rankings? Two, 
two. I'm hard okay. pressed not to say number well three. I I kind of like see this. I always do this when like people ask about who's the best shooting guard is because like I always just like I, I always just like Michael is the best of all time. So like I don't even I don't even think about him. So obviously Michael is the best shooting guard of all time. Of course. And then and then. The thing is, though, like, arguably Dwayne Wade could be two. Like, I mean, him and Kobe, it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, it's got to be Kobe. It's, I think it has to be Kobe. Yeah, you, can, yeah. I, you can make an argument for it. Uh, but I said two because I immediately thought of him behind Kobe. I, again, like, Michael Jordan has just sort of transcended this, like, right. positional ranking of players. Right. And it's just like, it's Michael. So I don't ever think about him when I, I do that. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I would say number three. So, yeah, Nikki, I saw you holding up three. And I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, who are you putting him behind? Alan Iverson? <laughs> Fuck off. Like, but, but then I'm realizing that. My, the, yeah. my five are Jordan, Kobe, uh, Dwayne, uh, James Harden. And I'll give Jerry West five. I'm glad you said that. I'm not going to act like he's not. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about James Harden. I actually think... Oh, man. At At the end of his career, he might be At the end of his career, I think James Harden is better than Dwayne Wade. I think if he continues what he's been doing for a couple more years... He hasn't won a championship yet, which hurts his his resume. I don't don't agree. I I don't. He is is a transcendent... Like game-changing offensive player. Fine. Dwayne Wade was a great defender for a majority of his career. Dwayne Wade is a better basketball player than James Harden. I I maintain that. Like, James Harden, I think, already right now is a top-five shooting guard all-time. Yeah. Uh, Already. And then, yeah, I think think Jerry West is probably like – I just really hate the way he plays the game. And so, like – I know. I – I always like when I watch it. There's like it. Sometimes it's very annoying because he does do a couple that are cheap, but sometimes it's kind of like art. It's like, God damn, do you know the rules very well? Like I always enjoy if someone really knows the rules because then that's how you can kind of get around the bureaucracy of it all. I like that. So that's why I kind of like James Harden. What about um? What about Dirk? All time, let's call him a power forward. He played power forward most of his career. All time power forwards. Where does Dirk rank for you. All right. That's I, hard. Yeah. yeah. That one's okay. a much deeper, that's a much deeper position. Yeah. Cause what's, what do we got here? I'm trying you know, to think here, let me, let me, let me ask you this question. Is that, that's a hard one. I don't know if I have a good answer, but I'm curious to know where does Dirk rank sort of all time? And you don't have to say like, sure. 14th best player of all time but like i just inter like give me like his range like is he top 100 is he top 50 is he's he top, top 15 i was i was 15? gonna say top 15 yes maybe, dude maybe, he's, he's like, the sixth overall he's the sixth top scorer all time nba history he has an mvp i, I know i, he's I the was the greatest foreign i, I wasn't questioning you i wasn't questioning you i was like 15 like emphasizing like top 15 okay. I, was like, you didn't I, thought, top 15. I heard i heard surprise in your voice sorry uh, no i was i was trying to get clarification yes. i'm like you're coming at me here i'm like i'm sorry I'm I'm say, like, I, wasn't, I agree i i just for the record he's i got it because i was gonna say top 20 but i think top 15 also he's, he's one of only what yeah he's one of six guys to score thirty thousand points in a career like yeah. i i got in an argument with this after they won the finals uh, with like some of my frat brothers, and was like, dude, he's a top fifteen player of all time. People were like, duh, 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 duh. like, well, you know what? Now it's fucking eight years later, and here we are, motherfuckers. He's a top fifteen yeah. player of all time. And also, like, if Steve Nash doesn't leave Dallas, 
I mean, who knows how many championships that guy wins? Yeah. Like he carried a carcass of a team to to a win over the Miami Heat. And honestly, they probably should have beat the Miami Heat when Shaq was there, when Dwayne Wade won his first championship. So like they, I don't know that I, I don't like the the Steve Nash argument because I think Steve Nash had to leave Dallas to become the there's Steve some Nash there's some truth to that. Like, you know, he had the perfect marriage with Mike, Mike D'Antoni. They did the seven seconds or less. He took his body more serious. Like, there's a lot of things that he did. Uh, but he was already a top, like, five point guard before he left Dallas. Like, he was one yeah. of the top point guards in the league. Uh, for for me hair? personally – oh, and his hair was fucking incredible. Uh, for me personally, I think Dirk probably is in my top five. For me, it goes Duncan, Malone, then Barkley – Cool. It's hard, man. Like Larry Johnson, he was technically a power forward. That's not cracking my top five, though. No fucking chance. Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson is not cracking. Yeah, my top I guess his, five. his 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 peak was too short lived. So small, so short. Top five, like Chuck is definitely top five. Carl Malone is definitely top five. Duncan. Tim Duncan is definitely top five. I think Dirk's probably gonna be my number five. Uh, who's four? Oh, good point. Shit. Number four, point power forward. Unless Dirk is number four. I, so I might him, Carlos Boozer? No, nah, I would probably go Dirk at number four and probably KG at number five. Oh, oh yes. KG. Yeah, kind of. For, KG's like one of the, like KG is another one of those guys that I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, yeah, you're right. He's a power forward. But like he, he like, he, he was just, KG was just like a big man. Right. Or like, could you imagine KG? Kevin McHale? Oh, Kevin McHale's a good. Kevin one. McHale probably top five, not better than Dirk. No, maybe like fringe close to KG, but like I think KG's probably top five power forwards of all time. Yeah, I think so. Which is pretty amazing. That's th- three of the top five are all in the same uh, decade. Like yeah, I mean, Tim Duncan without a doubt is one hundred percent number one power forward of all time. Is Tim like not to derail this conversation, but is Tim Duncan a, a, a higher on your greatest players of all time list than Kobe? Yes. Uh, mine, yes. Too, mine too. Yes, absolutely. It's not even we, close. Like, mine too. And Kobe's – I mean, Kobe's uh, – what, what, where do we put Kobe? Top eight? Top seven? He's also in my top 15. I, I have him at like 11. Like for me, for me, it goes Jordan, Kareem, Russell. Then it's Magic. Oh, wait, shit. Heart. So, <laughs> Jordan – Kareem, LeBron, Russell, Magic, Bird, Hakeem, Shaq, Duncan. Then I have Malone. And then I have Kobe. I'd probably take Kobe over Carl Malone. I also switch Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. Um, Interesting. Actually, might put, longer, I actually longer might put, career. Magic Johnson had a much longer career. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. like Larry Bird was, I mean, in my opinion, a, a better. Oh, for sure. Peak, peak Larry is like all time, but he only played fucking 11 seasons. Yeah, but he also played only 11 seasons at a time when playing only 11 seasons was normal. And also, God damn it, if he hadn't fucking done the concrete on his mom. Sure. I, told, I, told I told Amber that story because I'm still reading. I've been reading Bill Simmons' book for four years. I'm going to finish it soon. Uh, and I told him he said that last year. I know I'm almost, I'm so close. I'm at like, according to my Kindle, I'm 83% there. So like, I'm almost done. Uh, (laughs) but I was, I was reading the chapter on Larry bird and Amber like skimmed over the section about Larry bird doing his asphalt. And she's like, 
why did he hire somebody? I'm like, he's a hick from French Lick, man. What the fuck do you want me to say? Uh, he just wanted to do it himself. Fucking top five, psycho, top man. five nickname of all time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Dirk is Dirk is one of those weird players because like if he doesn't win that championship, he's probably like top 30 player all time and he'll be remembered as a scorer but he'll like get lumped into that carl malone charles barkley group mm-hmm. um yeah and like now he's like he's probably above chuck honestly um yeah i don't know chuck was so fucking good chuck was there so, he just never so, won and that's why everyone's always like poo poo on him right i I still think like without a doubt though like dirk's definitely top five all time and at, at the power forward position like 100 percent. yeah um so we talked about this a little bit at the beginning of the podcast but let's just i guess we might as well just hit on it a little bit uh jamal crawford scored 50 points last night what's really disappointing about this is that um he, had he done this next year instead of this year he would have been the first player in nba history to score 50 points in his twenties, thirties, and forties, <laughs> he just missed it. Just Do you missed it. Play again next year? I think so. Probably, but I don't think he gets another chance to just like go I off. I mean, he goes off. What, he went. What he had? What seven three pointers last night? Like he can still score. He just, he had a terrible oh. season. Terrible. I mean, he season. can't. He can't play defense. No. Uh, it's just retired, man. Like I, think, I, I appreciate I think, what he's done. I've always liked Jamal Crawford. But next year, really beginning of the season, he drops fifty. Whenever he turns forty, and then he's like, "All right, guys, well, I'm done. I just want to do it one more time." But it was. Yeah. I mean, it was impressive. It was a good game. Seven three pointers, fifty points. Like it's Phoenix. Like they did the same thing with Devin Booker last or two years ago when he scored seventy. They just kept feeding him. Like they're like, "Hey, old man, get your get your points. You hit a couple. Yeah. You hit a couple shots early. Um, good for you." Imagine if out of all these guys though, that we're sort of talking about, imagine if back in uh, what, 96, 97, uh, that I told you that Vince Carter would outlast them all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just imagine that. Like, it's um, imagine, crazy. imagine that I told you the guy who's known guys, for, sorry, Nikki, go ahead. All I want to say is Vince Carter will outlast us all. It's true. Probably. It's true. He, like, uh, he, I imagine, imagine somebody like I'm trying, I don't even know who like his comparison in today's game is, but like, imagine somebody just telling you like, Hey, the high flying guy who jumps over people and dunks all over them is going to, and, and like, just like uses his obscene athleticism to beat you right uh, is going to turn into a setup jump shooter and a solid three and D guy in his late thirties and is going <laughs> to outlast all of his peers. Yep. As far as NBA career goes. That's like, I mean, this is like, this is like poor man's version, but that's like, if somebody was like, yo, Gerald Green is like 43. He's no, still- that's yeah. That, that, I, I, honestly, <laughs> I don't even care that it's poor man's version. Green. I'm looking for, that's what I'm looking for is like it's the like, guy that just like jumps out the gym. That, like DeMar yeah. DeRozan. Like, yeah, but like, he's just like mastered that mid range game, man. Like he's got yeah. an old man game. That he, shit, that age is well. He's got an old man game. But that he, shit he started, he, I mean, his kind of the initial part of his career was just like dunking out people. True. And that kind of thing. Yes. True. But, um, um, or even like a Serge Ibaka, you're just like, oh, Serge Ibaka's 42, still playing. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Serge Ibaka's probably 42 right now, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably true. Or like Bob um, Baker, he's, I mean, what is he, 73 now? Yeah. yeah he's still playing. He's crushing yeah, it. That's ancient. Um, I did want to bring up, this is a little <laughs> bit more of a serious topic, but um, Kyle Corver wrote an article for the Players Tribune this week that um, was hotly debated, and like not debated, but like heavily discussed. Um, essentially, just writing about like white privilege in the NBA and about, um, how 
it's it's uh, he is the minority in the NBA. However, he I he identifies more with his NBA teammates and colleagues rather than the fans who actually consume the NBA, which especially in the arenas um, look like him. And he, and he referenced like um, when Thabo Savalosha had his leg broken in New York um, and what happened with Russ recently in Utah. um, And a lot of the things that are going on in, in, you know, popular culture related to, you know, race relations and things of that nature. And I just, I wanted to get your guys feedback on like what you guys thought, like what your initial reactions were. And, and, and if, uh, if you had any like strong opinions uh, about uh, Kyle Korver's piece. I have a lot to say. So Nikki, I'll let you go first. Uh, I was, I'm very happy with what it was. I enjoyed it very much. I think it needs to be talked about shit like that. I mean, hell, I think it was like three days ago, our fucking president did step two of what's eventually leads to a genocide, which is creating a mass people and saying that they're not people like he's calling everyone below the border he he was literally called them animals he said they were subhuman i we need to start we need more talks about shit like this more people need to talk about this it needs to be out there more and i'm happy that he talked about it yeah i do appreciate that like the one thing he said it was just like like i could stand up with them and i could like he's like the one thing that i have to recognize is that my privilege is that i have the option to opt in or opt out and like I have to recognize that I have that privilege, but I need to make the right choice, which I which I which I found very powerful um, and and very introspective. Yeah. Um, Tad, I know you said usually, you had some opinions uh, real quick. I was gonna say usually if somebody fucking notices that that privilege is there, they kind of opt in because that's the good thing to do. Yeah, I would I would actually really agree with that. I mean, like I opt, like I'm fully opted in on on that sort of thing. Um, but it, it like I, the, it was it was really interesting. It's a it's a really good perspective because like somebody sort of put into words like some of the like the feelings that I have about these things. Like I have black friends. Like I'm a hundred percent down for the cause. I'm like fully in on like the Black Lives Matter movement. Those kinds of things. Like I fully buy into them and I believe in them and I'm a supporter of them. And I think there is a terrible terrible amount of uh, racial injustice in not only like. this country but just like the world in general right and and uh, but it it is it is that sort of thing that you're you're like looking at it from a uh, like a a place of privilege like I don't tense up when the police are around even though I've done nothing wrong I don't like I mean it's just it's I don't I don't worry that like if I get pulled over that it may end up in like my death right like those these are things that I don't think about because like they they don't happen to people that look like me they just they don't I mean that and it's like it's, it's fucked up. Um, it's a really heavy topic. Um, but it is, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, you really, you can be as down for it as you want to. You can be as supportive of all these things as you want to. You can be as anti-racist as you possibly want to. But the thing is you can't ever fully understand it. And until you can really appreciate that, like it's, it's hard to, you know, sort of like, start having like kind of a a serious conversation about the the whole topic like um so yeah i mean it's frustrating it's and it's it's i think kyle corver said exactly what a lot of us like a lot lot of the people that are on on sort of that same side like think and and feel right Um, so i mean yeah it was really good it hit home pretty hard It, it was really relatable um I mean, you know, I went off on my tangent on that episode that Nikki and I did together about the racist ass people in Utah. Like, yeah. so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it just, I don't know. Like it was, it was really well done. It was really well said. Um, it is, it is hard, you know, like I make jokes about like being, you know, a white guy on this podcast all the time, but, uh, 
like it is, it is hard sometimes to like take a step back and kind of look at the world from a perspective other than that of like, you know, a late twenties white guy. Um, because like, that's the only like world that like, you know, I've ever known. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, like appreciating it and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, having more discussions with like people of color and, and like understanding like where they're coming from, the issues that they deal with on a daily basis is something that like could just be beneficial for everybody. Um, so yeah, I really liked it. Um, I, it just, it, it, it resounded with me a lot. So I, I thought it was really well done. Yeah. I was listening to, uh, um, Dak Shepard's podcast yesterday. He was interviewing Chelsea Handler. Um, and she actually has a documentary coming out on Netflix on privilege, um, specifically on that topic. And like the, her, her whole thesis essentially is like, like above all else, just like have empathy for others, have empathy for their situations. Like just be empathetic to someone else's experience that's not your own like your truth is not the truth like everything that you experience oftentimes is anecdotal like it's just not universal so like uh, just being empathetic and i think you know kyle corver brought up a lot of points just like you know black people built this league like they built this league this league would not be this league that we all love and enjoy that dominates the news cycles and like we just watch and and follow on twitter like it's our fucking jobs like without black people and like it's it's important to recognize that and like it's even more important to task point like not just to be the person who like doesn't tolerate it but still opts out like it's to be the person who doesn't tolerate it and also supports you know minorities and like disenfranchised uh, uh communities and, and things of that nature but uh anyways i, I don't want to get too deep into it i think we just, i definitely wanted to touch we could on literally, it we could literally spend yeah we could do an entire day episode, we could spend a day talking about I, it. I think it was awesome ultimately that he wrote it um the last thing i want to do today and this might be the longest thing but anyways <laughs> we got to do it it's the end of the season it's superlative time guys so i'm going to name some awards um, and I want us to go through them. I want us to go round robin. We're going to try to do this rapid. Um, and if there's like some differences, then we can stir up some conversation. I'll try to be the moderator here. So uh, we're going to start with the most obvious award. Um, this season's MVP in the NBA is, should we just count it down to three and say MVP? I think we all have the same one. Uh, yeah. Three, two, one. Giannis. Yeah. Okay. We got that. Uh, coach of the year. This one will be interesting. Tad, who's your coach of the year? Uh, Steve Clifford. Yeah, I knew that. I don't know <laughs> I think, look, you know what? <laughs> I don't know you, call it, you can call it bias. You can call yeah, it whatever yeah, the fuck. I, think, you I do think. But you know what? You know what? That fucking guy <laughs> ended like a drought that has been the bane of my fucking existence. And you were correct. It's been a six long years. time. So um, like he took a 12, team that was projected to win twenty-four games. And he flipped that around, and he won forty-two. He won forty-two goddamn games. He I'm fucking not, made the play. I, not arguing. I, I'm I'm just saying, like I hear you. It's a it's a strong strong case. He will not win. He won't. He probably he will won't. finish. He's probably gonna finish top five. I don't think he finishes top three. I really I, I don't. Think he, I think he finishes probably fourth. And here's the thing: I can I can appreciate that. Like I want to make it clear that I if he does not win, that I do not hold any sort of ill will. Uh, towards anybody who like any of the the voters who do not vote for him i certainly understand there are plenty of other coaches that are deserving of it but to me as an orlando magic fan and yes that is me straight up admitting that i have bias i I, that he's just i mean to me like it's he's he's the winner um i i think if you had to like if i really had to like 
break it down. I would like, if I had to like go like as an uh, sort of unbiased pick, I'd probably take Mike Malone just strictly like not only because of like what he's done, but also like this little bit of strategy that he's shown here at that's a George W. Bush word for you there real quick. Um, but like the, what he's done at the end of this, this season so that they can basically they like, avoid playing the Rockets. So it's smart. incredible. So smart. Yeah, somebody called him out on that. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, what? matchups. I, I'm just you know, we're having a couple, couple couple rough games. Like, what are you going to do? Uh, oh. Nikki, Nikki who, is your, uh, who is your coach of the year? Uh, Bud, Mike Boone. Yeah, it's got to be, right? I, I think, like, I if I'm, if I'm going to rank them, I think Bud's probably number one right now. Number two is probably Mike Malone. Three is probably a tie between Nate McMillan and Doc Rivers. Uh, four, I guess, is then Steve Clifford. And five, like, this dude's going to be a long shot, but, like, yo, you got to give Dave Yeager some love, man. Like, Sacramento almost made the fucking playoffs, man. Like, they, yeah, they almost close. made the playoffs. It's insane. They had a phenomenal season. Um. Maybe if they make the playoffs next year, then they he might win it. He might, or yeah, I don't know. It, it, I think deep down they don't want him to be their coach anymore, but he's kind of a prick. Um, that, wait, who? Dave Yeager. Yeager. Oh yeah, they probably don't. Yeah, don't uh, he's kind of a prick. Uh, Nikki, defensive player of the year is <coughs> uh, PG thirteen, maybe. Interesting, Tad. Who you got? Uh, Kawhi. Kawhi. Interesting. Yeah. I'm picking Giannis. Giannis is and, and Giannis has been and defensive player of the year. I think there's a really good chance. Ultimately, I think Rudy Gobert wins the award. Like he's just been phenomenal this year. He's been so so good. Um, like on both ends, but like defensively, he is phenomenal. Um, I I want Giannis to win I, both defensive player of the year and MVP. Here That's is crazy. why I think Kawhi Leonard. Not since Scottie Pippen has there been a player that can just rip guys off the dribble the way that he can. Like, I just don't think he played in like, a game. There, there, there are guys like, – that might be that, – that, that's, a, that's a totally fair he argument. disqualifies him um, right off the bat. He played like 52 games. That, yeah, that's a good point. I really didn't think about that. But, like, I just, I just, like, watch him play sometimes, and I, like, watch, like, guys, like, they just – they don't want to dribble yeah. anywhere, anywhere near him. Yeah. Um, Paul George, like his defense, kind of fell off towards the end of the year. So, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, realistically, it's probably Giannis. I would say. I think. I, I think. I kind of just forgot that Kawhi hadn't played that many games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he pretty much sat out most of the season. Like he, but right. it was yeah. on his Giannis own volition. I'd be super happy. That'd be fucking awesome. I think Giannis probably finishes two. I think Rudy Gobert probably finishes one. I think PG thirteen is probably up there. And you know who the sleeper one is? That like nobody's talking. I shouldn't say nobody. Like major, major, major NBA media people, but like normal NBA fans. Miles Turner's leading the lead in, league in box by like. Like oh, yeah. by a decent, um, like a decent margin, and yeah, has anchored that Indiana Pacers defense for the entirety of the season. Like, yeah, yeah he's helped when Turner. with Oladipo gone too. Yeah, he like took Miles big, Turner should. He took a big. He, Turner took a big leap this season. Huge. He's been so yeah. good for them. Um. Okay, rookie of the year. I think we probably all have the same pick here. So let's just do it on a count of three. One, two, three. Luka. Trey Young. Stop. Trey I'm Young. Not jo- I'm not joking. You Trey think Young. Trey Young is going to win Rookie of the Year over? I changed my Luka. mind tonight. I Make changed your- my mind before we talked about it on this podcast. <laughs> I want to be clear. I want to be clear here. I picked Trey Young to win before the season started. That's just on yeah. record. Hey, he's he's doing good, but I. 
picked Luca. It's gonna I, be Luca. There's I no. Know I don't have to back down. I, 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 I know it's probably gonna be Luca. But you're asking me who I think, who I, who I'm picking, and I'm hmm. telling you, if I had a vote, I'm voting for Trey Young. Interesting. What you wow. don't know is that I do have a vote. <laughs> right. Oh. Uh, uh, no. Look, they have almost identical stats. Yeah, Luka Doncic like one. They've won more games. Their stats are so like. The only stat that he has a clear advantage in is like he outscored him by like 0.8 points per game. Um, the like the thing is like yeah, and he won more games on a way fucking better team. Like Trey Young, Trey Young just I think proved a lot of people wrong this season. Myself sure. as well. Like okay, on draft night I even remember saying and, and we could check the tapes on this on the pod that I was like I don't know like I kind of wanted him like when he was gone right you like did. when Atlanta took you him. Said that you were not happy about Mobamba. I wasn't. Um, I am yeah, now though. I'm I'm cool with it now. Um, but I would I'd obviously fucking rather have Trey Young. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, Trey Young on the Magic, we're probably like the four or five seed. Like, let's not let's not get crazy. I'll give uh, you six. I'll wait, give we're, you the, six. We're, we're the six seed now with fucking DJ Augustine. Yeah, I still say six, but still like uh, my only but thing with Luca is like he he was the best player on a better team. Not only was he on a better team, so was he Tra- was the best but Tra- player. Tra- Tra- I mean, Tra- Tra- yeah, but Trey Young just played on a shit team. There's not a whole lot he can do about that, right? But I'm no. saying if the roles were reversed, Trey Young is not the best player on the Mavs this year. I don't know about that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, Luca's going to win Rookie of the Year. Like, there's just it's, no. It's, there's no yeah, way. you're right. He is, but the 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 gap between them isn't as large as a lot of people. No, in. it is not large at no, all. Not it's at all. Very, not at all. You're gap. absolutely right. Um, six, Homer, Homer six could clear that gap. Six man of the year, Nikki. Uh, I feel probably like Lou Williams again. I it's, wanted I wanted to be like Derrick Rose or something, but it's definitely Lou Williams. He's part order. of the reason the Clippers are in the playoffs. It, yeah, it's his award to lose. Like I don't know, I, 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 there's there's really no other, there's no other meaningful candidates for six man. Oh, so really? gentle, so sweet, sweet Lou. He's, it's gotta be. It's him, man. I mean, like I don't even really know who like you could conceivably make an argument for. Like there are some guys that like. I mean, like, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, the only other guy, like, I can really think of would be, like, well, did he st- did he start starting? Who? Who's that? Uh, Dematis Sabonis. No. No. no that would, I guess, say. be my only other, like, I that, but, like, I don't even, like, I, the, I, that's the only other person. Yeah, I, I mean, like. He might win it next year, though. Yeah, he could unless they start starting him. But also, like your True. boy Terrence Ross could qualify for Sixth Man of the Year. Had a really, really good season. Not, yeah. But, I mean, he averaged like fifteen a game. He was a great player. I love him. I really, truly, fucking hope Orlando sure. keeps him around. Sure. But like, I mean, it, it, dude, just like Lou Williams is just. I mean, Lou Williams is everything you want from the first guy off your bench. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I think also like Spencer Dinwiddie, like that's somebody else. Sixth Man of the Year, like. Potential candidate, D Rose, potential candidate. Uh yeah. Oh Montrez Harrell. Montrez yeah. Harrell is a legitimate, legitimate six man candidate. Like Yeah, that's fair. That's fine. And, sure. Like probably number two, if you ask me, just in terms of rankings behind Lou Williams. Like the fact that 
two six men man of the year candidates are coming from the same team just again speaks to like how good that team has been this year Um, they've been so so good Um, most improved player this NBA season so I saw this thing about this and everybody was saying Pascal Siakam it's gotta be him no way dude D'Angelo Russell okay I hear you I hear you I don't think you do D'Angelo Russell great season all-star season um has led the Nets to the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference. Here's my thing. Pascal Siakam played more games than both Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard. They both missed meaningful time. He was easily the number three scoring option for them all season. He does it on both sides of the court. He is a first-team all-defensive player. He is averaging right around 20 points per game and is averaging a double-double. And despite the fact that their two best players were injured most of the season, they won 60 fucking games this season. Pascal Siakam is arguably like fucking third-team all-NBA talent this season. Fine. He will be an all-star next year. He will be an all-star next year. I'm just fully in on the the, – like people thought that <clears throat> Excuse me. People kind of thought that, like, there was a point where people thought D'Angelo Russell's career might be over. Yep. True. True. He's got the narrative, and that happens all. That's always a thing in the NBA. Given that narrative, you're, the narrative, and then it just the guys can't. Yeah, you're right. They they can't they can't overcome the narrative. Yes, yep. that is well said. Um, I mean, think so, about it. I look. I'm not going to act like it was the most efficient year, but. <laughs> Russell Westbrook just had his third straight season averaging a triple double and he's nowhere near any in the MVP conversation. I can't wait to get to that. We'll get to that here. So that- mean, in, in his third season, Sorry, I was yawning. So I didn't hear you. No, sure. Good. Uh, in his third season, he has lifted his three point percentage from 22% last year to 37% this year. This hey, who, are we, who are we talking about? I Pascal Siakam. Pascal okay. Siakam. Sorry. He's shooting 60% from the, from two-point range. Overall, his effective field goal percentage is 59%. He's raised his scoring average from seven points last year to 17 points last this year. He has increased his blocks. He's increased his seals. He's increased his assists. His rebounds have gone up by three rebounds per game. Um, yeah, I mean, like, across the board. Not only did not – only did, uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell also have like his best statistical season he's had in his entire career. He also brought the Nets into the playoffs. Sure. Last year the Raptors were number one seed. This year they're number two. Sure. I mean he did great, but like all every single storybook piece is on D'Angelo Russell's side. I can hear that. Siakam played amazing. Uh, Jay, I mean Jay, you make you make a good convincing argument. If either of them wins it, I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So this gets us to. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. There's one other guy though that I would just like to throw out there, and I don't know like how much he qualifies because he he averaged like 14 a game last season, and this season he got up to a little over 20. But one guy I just want to acknowledge, and maybe he's not like a quote most improved player, but shout out to Buddy Heald, proving the haters wrong. Yeah. Uh, Increases uh, shooting percentage quite a bit. I don't hate that Uh, at all. Just. No, I like yeah. it. Yeah, we also dropped, respect him. Yeah, we also dropped Demontis Sabonis. I think Demontis Sabonis probably finishes yeah. in like top five for that voting. Yeah, um, 
yeah, there's there's a number of players. Here's where things get interesting. I want us to go around our first team all NBA. Tad, I'm gonna let you go first. First team all NBA, two guards, two forwards, one center. Jesus. James James Harden. Okay. Giannis. Okay. Anthony Davis. Oof. Okay. What do you mean, oof? He missed too many games. Yeah, that's I that see this is that this that's why that's why I struggle. Because I'm like I'm like, okay, so like we gotta throw him out. Also, do we count him as a forward or a center? Center. Okay. So we're throwing him out. So then I'll say Embiid. Okay. Yeah. As as the center, and we're we're counting Anthony Davis as the center. So okay, so Harden, Giannis, Embiid. You need another guard. Yeah, I I know, I know what I need. I'm just I'm just trying to think. Like, the thing is, like, I could name like all the players that I would put all NBA, but I'm trying to think. Like Steph Curry, obviously at at, at the point guard for sure. I'm just trying to think of my last guard here. Honestly, probably Damian Lillard. No, you already have two guards. Oh wait, sorry. Yeah, I had Harden. I had forgot. Sorry. Yeah, we need a forward. Uh, Kevin Durant. Yep. Okay. Nikki, Nikki, first team All NBA. I got Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, James Harden, and Damian Lillard. Mm, I like that. Which is fair. I, I like yeah, Damian so Lillard and Steph Curry are totally. Like, they're just. They, okay. all, they all played so well. I'm gonna throw a little wrench here. First team All NBA. The J. Keyless first team All NBA. I just, I want to. I just got one. I wanted to switch. You go, but I just thought of something. I've got Steph. I've got Harden. I've got Giannis, I've got PG-13, and I've got my man Nikola Jokic as my starting center for my first team All-NBA. I give you Jokic. But I, I Jokic, was, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, my, I was going to take out Kevin Durant and put PG-13. See, that yeah, was the one I was going to switch. P, PG fell off a little bit too much on the defensive end like towards the end of the season for me. He had some big shots. I, he's, sec, he's hard second team. I just, I can't, I can't, yeah, last night. Also, funniest thing ever was you guys remember that Gatorade commercial from last year with Paul George hitting that last second shot? Yeah. yeah funniest no, thing about that really commercial was it was the only last second shot he'd ever hit in his career was in that, <laughs> in that commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was and now he, at that point. He's hit several now, so good for him. <laughs> this whole um, season is all been that. I I love him. You guys know I love him, but sure, in yes. my opinion, he is he is uh, he is second team. Jokic. I I yeah I would actually probably take him over Embiid. I that's, honestly it's kinda, a hard that's a hard one. I and honestly kind of on my second team. I kind of forgot about him, but I would take Jokic over Embiid. I mean, Jokic was the reason that those like in a very difficult West. Yeah, yeah. you take that guy out of the lineup, they are they're maybe the A seed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Maybe uh, all right. The, uh, the 76ers can survive with that Joel Embiid for sure. Nikki, sure. second second team All NBA. Shit, um, Steph Curry. Pass. Um, Can't say pass. Can't say pass. Tom Uh, Gugliotta. Let me see. Sorry. Uh, Steph Curry. I think. Fuck, I can't think of another point guard right now. I'm going to come back to that. Give me a second on that one. Uh, For forwards, I would put Kevin Durant, like I said, since PG's back up there. Anthony Davis. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. No. LeBron James. LeBron James. Second Sorry. team? Second team. I don't have LeBron on my second team. Yeah, well, I got him on second. And then uh, for center, it would be Jokic since I had put Embiid. Okay. Oh, and my other guard is um, – shit. Uh, 
Luca? Second team? No oh, way. No, I don't think so. I can't think of anybody. I guess Kyrie, but I don't think he did that good this year. It's got to be Kyrie. He was that good. He really yeah. was. He just was. Uh, yeah, Tad, second Kyrie. team NBA. Uh, Paul George, Joel Embiid, Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving, hmm. probably Kawhi. I mean, like, yeah, that was a hard one though because he did not play in a lot of games this year. I know, like, that's it's it's honestly that's. It's kind of tough. I don't know if I want to stick with that. Like, um, yeah, I think. Fuck, man. I don't know. Like, I think that's kind of who you have to go with just because I don't think there's another obvious choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, LeBron. So, like, Nikki, I actually kind of see your argument for LeBron. I'm going to stick with yeah. Kawhi, but I see your point. I put LeBron in there because it's like without him, the freaking they like the, the Lakers would be even worse than they are somehow. Yeah, yeah, it's, they would be. It is it is crazy that LeBron is not going to make the first team all all NBA this year. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, some people don't think he's going to make any of the teams. Like they just generally think that. There's there are people who get you know what who's who I feel like deserves one this year. Blake Griffin. He's on my second team. He's in your series. I, have him on, I, put, I have him on my third team. It's funny you say that. Like, I was just I was debating putting him on my second team instead of Kawhi, but I I am gonna go third team. It's hard because Kawhi didn't play enough like that many games, but I I still I don't know that I'm prepared to put Blake Griffin on my second team. All the yeah, yeah. Blake Griffin is, is my second Westbrook team. Getting anything for you guys? So it's funny you say that because I actually do not have Russell Westbrook on any of my all NBA teams. So then I'll, I'll get to that here in a second. So my second team all NBA is Dame, Kyrie, Blake Griffin, KD, Joel Embiid. My third team, my guards are Clay Thompson. Wait, Bradley, who are your two forwards on your first team? My two forwards on my first team are Giannis and PG. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You have PG. Yeah. Okay. So my all NBA third team is Kemba, Bradley Beal. Then I have LeBron. I have uh, uh, I have. Oh, this is a tough one. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Rudy Gobert makes my third team All NBA. And then my last forward, my last forward. That's a tough one. I want to say. Technically, Carl Anthony Towns qualifies as a forward, even though I don't want to give it to him. Uh, I guess you could say Kawhi. Like, you could definitely say Kawhi. There's a case to be made for, like, fucking Pascal Siakam. There are cases to be made for – God, I'm trying to think of who else. I guess Anthony Davis to some extent. Like, Anthony Davis could make the third team All-NBA just on numbers alone. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna go. I'll just go Kawhi. I'll go Kawhi third team All NBA. Uh, my third team, I would have. Um, I've got. I think I got. I will have Kawhi on there. Um, I'm gonna have. Uh, do, 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 Kawhi. I'll have. I think Ben Simmons deserves it. He's, pretty, he's been pretty solid this year. Not yeah, not great. Not bad. He was an All Star though. 
Yeah, I think he'd be third team. Uh, and then um, I like Kemba. Kemba as well. Uh, what, I need one more forward in the center, right? Yep. Ooh, 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 ooh. ooh I, think I'd give, I think Gobert was great, but I think I might actually give it to Vucevic. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's yes. a super pick. Thank you, brother, because I was going to throw that out I there. So. I put them in that one. Uh, and then my other forward, oof, Magoof. Um, shit, I can't think of any forwards right now to throw in there. Yeah, I mean, you already picked LeBron. You what about Blake Griffin? Oh yeah, Blake. The Blake would be my third because I put. I think I. I think I would. I had switched. I switched and put LeBron third and Blake in my second. Blake's been, like this. Is the this might be the best Blake's season. Played very well. He looked been, yeah. Remember amazing. when you guys were like me? You didn't have it anymore at the beginning of the year. Remember I, that? I don't take it back. Remember I'll, that? We yeah, sat on your couch and you said those I, words. I take it back. I will. I will eat eat my words. I'll also eat a Detroit style pizza. That oh. sounds really nice. I do love, I dude. Detroit style pizza is pretty fire. You know what's trash? St. Louis style pizza. Never mm. had St. Louis. It's like it's like the, cheese and sauce on wet cardboard. It ain't good. Mm, that sounds gross. Mm. I will also say this: uh, Detroit pizza is what saved Blake Griffin's career. Probably true. <sighs> no yeah. question. Um, boy. Uh, do I get to pick my third team or? Yeah, oh, go yeah, for it. You boss. We started uh, doing a bunch of pizza really. No, it's, it's okay. Cool. I thought Jay was about to move on, though, so no. I wanted to interject. No, uh, so uh, third team, all NBA uh, point guard, or guards, uh, Kemba Walker, D'Angelo Russell. Um, forwards, uh, Blake Griffin. And uh, this one's tough. This is going to seem like a reach, but I thought the guy played phenomenally all season, uh, even after getting traded. Tobias Harris. And I liked him. Nikolai Vucevic. That is my third team all NBA. Yeah. Interesting. Tobias is a little bit of a reach, but I think he played better than anybody else that I can really think of that I would put up there. Yeah, yeah. I think Jimmy might have had a better season than him, but Jimmy had a win. Jimmy, I don't count as a Jimmy's a guard to me. Like yeah. I you He's know what I mean? Cleaners, though. You, can, you could fill him in, in either position. Right. Yeah. Anything with like, He's like when you when you play fantasy basketball, he's got the G slash F. Right. Like, like, I mean, Anthony Davis technically qualifies as a forward and a center. Cat, yeah. same thing. Like, right. There's just all these weird tweener guys. Um, so like if we're going true forward, I would probably I would I would say Tobias Harris. If we're if like I can have Jimmy Butler, then yeah, Jimmy Butler probably makes more sense there's, there. There's even a case to be made for Danilo. Like Danilo Gallinari's had a phenomenal. I know. I was player. actually. It's funny you say that. I was literally just thinking that. I was just about to say it's funny because Tobias Harris' teammate Danilo Gallinari actually had a great season. And even when Tobias they traded Tobias. He elevated his game a lot and like bumped his scoring average up by like three points per game. Like, I mean, he played really well. So yeah. the third third team is always hard because there's like the guys that are like, so is this guy re- did this guy really play better than that guy? And even here, I'm like, is it's Tobias Harris really gonna make an all NBA team over LeBron? You know, right. like that, you know, that's sort of the the question with these things. But it's, uh, yeah. LeBron's like, case is close. It's hard to it's hard to leave him out because a lot of people have had a really good season this year, but like yeah. he and he was laughable on defense just yeah he is just abysmal but the offensive lumber they just don't lie like it's 28 8 and 8 like just come on fucking it's over um 
last question, predictions for the finals matchup and who will be holding the Larry O'Brien trophy at the end of the season. It is going to be Warriors Bucks and the Warriors are going to win. I can't wait till you wear a fucking dinosaur costume. I'm going I'm going Rockets Raptors and I think that the Rockets win the championship this year. Uh it's going to be Warriors Bucks and I think the Warriors win Dude. it. Yo, <laughs> what? You have greatness fatigue. Stop. I do not have greatness. You have greatness fatigue, man. It's just, I also want to just be clear. If anybody fucking says greatness fatigue, remember that that's my fucking term. (laughs) I coined it. I coined it a long time ago. Greatness fatigue. Because you are forgetting that the Warriors have another level that they will 100% undoubtedly take this to in the final. I just knocked my headphones out of my ears. Like, I'm (laughs) gesturing wildly right now. That's true. He has no idea what we're saying about him. I'm just, uh, I'm just saying, dude, that, that you have greatness fatigue. The Warriors are going to win the fucking finals. Like, they're going to. There, yeah. There's no way that there's – I'm going to be very happy watching KD and Giannis go back and forth. I will bet you all the money in my pocket right now that the Warriors beat the Rockets in five games. I, the, the league needs the Warriors to lose. They need the Warriors to lose. I don't agree with that. Why? Because you need the you need a villain. You need the Lakers of the two thousands that everybody hated. Yes, yeah. they've already been the villain. People yeah, are, people are done with this. They're not entertained by this anymore. The, I am. The NBA needs. They need a split. They need a split of the Warriors. They need KD to go to New York. They need Steph to be MVP Steph again. Like if if KD leaves, Steph's gonna win the MVP next year. Like it's gonna be fun to watch Steph that Steph again. Like. The the NBA needs that. They need a little bit of parity. They need to break that team up. Yeah, that's it. I, I like it. You, I mean, it. you're right. You're right, but I I don't hate it. That's it. I'm not over it yet. I can't wait. Next year, KD in New York. Bart Scott voice. Can't wait. Can't fucking wait. Uh, anything else? Zion Williams. And maybe Kyrie. Maybe yeah. Kyrie. Uh, anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up tonight? It's been a longer, longer episode. Yeah, I took a uh, screenshot of something I just wanted to mention real quick. Oh, yeah. The Athletic uh, pulled 127 NBA writers and over 25% of players on a number of questions. One of those questions was, where will Kevin Durant play next season? The result, New York with 63.3% of the votes, Golden State with 20.2%, Brooklyn with 4.5%, Clippers 2.7%, Oklahoma City. (laughs) Wait, this is a mess one. Number five was a three-way tie between Oklahoma City, NBA, and Eastern Conference. (laughs) All solid With with 1.8% of the vote. Uh, and then Dallas, Boston, and Philadelphia tied for six with 1%. So everybody thinks, players included, that Kevin Durant's going to New York. Wow. It's interesting. It's always, it's just always, I love those players' polls. This yeah. is very always interesting to see like what the players Because usually they, you're just assuming they at least talk a little bit. Yeah, and they take those polls super serious. So Yeah. Just like they did the all-star voting a couple years ago. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> uh, all right, let's plug and let's get out of here. My computer's dying. Follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore. That's it. 
you can follow me at Nikki Palooza on social media. All right, and you can follow me at J underscore Kilos on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow NBA at NBA Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to give the podcast a five star rating and review. We very much appreciate it. The playoffs are starting on Saturday. We're so fucking pumped. I hope you guys are pumped too. Stay with us. This has been NBA, the podcast that talks about NBA shit. Mostly we just talk about shit for Tad, for Nikki, for Jay. This has been NBA, and we are out. Peace. Bye. Bye.